All right, here we go. So this is uh, our first podcast um, about the Aria Tosca project. Uh, my name is Tom Nato, and I'm here with Talarone, yeah. uh, who's the primary developer on the project. And um, we're going to give you a, kind of an overview of, of what Aria is and, and um, kind of what your appetite uh, about jumping in and either joining the project or using it. So uh, good good afternoon, Tal. You want to uh, give us a little intro to you, about yourself before we get going, and then I'll tell people about myself. Sure. Uh, so my name is uh, Tal Laron. Uh I am an employee at uh, Cloudify, and uh, we work there on our product, Cloudify. But we also uh, spent uh, spent a lot of resources on the Aria project. Um, and um, I'm based in uh, Chicago, Illinois, the United States. It is a uh, beautiful autumn day here. Um, and um, uh, yeah, I'm ready to have this uh, first chat, excited about the, the first podcast uh, for Aria. And I think we labeled it uh, Past, Present, Future. So it'll be kind of like a big, yep. big overview of uh, where we are right now. Where we are and a little bit about where we're going, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, just a little little thing about me, I'm Tom Nato. I'm consulting uh, these days for various people working on this project. Uh, I've been doing a lot of the project management functions and hopefully getting around to some of the other more technical stuff. Um, and um, I'm in New Hampshire, actually, <laughs> on, a, on a beautiful fall afternoon. Well, it's a bit colder and windier. But yeah, this 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 first podcast is very American, but I should uh, mention to our loyal audience that we um, um, we're going to have many more people participating in future podcasts. There are a whole bunch of people, and it's very international, very scattered. Um, so uh, we'll we'll get more time zones. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we have Debs from from Europe, Israel, uh, Austin, Vicious from Austin, uh, and some of the other places. So cool. So why, why don't we get uh, a good way to probably start is to like, what is Aria? You know, what is, uh, what is this thing? Aria Tosca is uh, the official name. Yeah. So, um, so Aria, <laughs> the word itself is, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, um, it comes from the world of opera. <laughs> and uh, I think we, when the project was founded, we chose that name to complement Tosca, which is another operatic world and word, and you know all of that relates to kind of orchestration because we're 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 in the realm here of cloud orchestration. Uh, I won't give a complete introduction to Tosca right now, except to say that uh, it is a standard produced by Oasis, uh, currently at version 1.1, 1.2 is in the works, and uh, the idea is to create a language to describe cloud topologies. Uh, in a standard way that um, anybody could really parse these uh, for all kinds of tooling purposes, but also for orchestration purposes. So you can take this cloud topology, uh, and a topology could be, you know, an enterprise topology of web applications and databases and virtual machines and containers, and it could be uh, 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 a networking function from the world of NFE. So it could be routers and virtual routers. Uh, so they're like resources that go with them. Exactly. You know, it, it's, it's meant to be as abstract as possible. So the kinds of nodes that you have are really up to you to define. It gives you a bunch of normative 
node types that give you a starting point, like compute nodes or uh, networking endpoints, things like that. But actually, um, the normative types are kind of uh, suggestions. Um, there's there's no uh, designers can create their own node types that are very specific to the kind of architectures that they want to move into the cloud. Cool. So uh, so anyway, that's Tosca. And what we did with Aria was the the decision was to make a um, an open source. Uh, community managed implementation of Tosca. Uh, it's not a reference implementation because uh, you know Oasis doesn't want a reference implementation to be standard. You know it wants it to be an open field for uh, various implementations. But uh, but we really want to create kind of the state of an art implementation of Tosca. Uh, there will be others, of course, and. Um, but um, yeah, if we get the right momentum involved, then this could be a place where uh, any company, any developer interested in Tosca can use this for themselves, contribute to it, work with the community to build really, really good Tosca orchestrator. <laughs> yeah, the community is a is a really big thing, right? In these in these projects, right? Getting getting multiple people and and multiple organizations and multiple perspectives to work on this, and that sort of you know helps you build build this thing up so that it so that it's um uh you know functionally complete and and can be useful and and do all that stuff and in that sense it's sort of uh you know forgetting about the the um the compliance piece but more of the evolution piece of 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 tosca the language uh itself is important and and you can see that right i mean the the project is fed back already into uh into um, sorry about that into some of the um, uh, the the next generation specs and whatnot. So, for example, Tosca 1.2. You know, we're taking some of the experience we have from the project and other deployments and everything to say, hey, you know, it would be nice if we had these things, right? To, to expand and and improve the the uh, the usability. Right. A, a lot of effort has been, uh, you know, we've put a lot of effort into make sure it's as modular and as open as possible. So, for example, let's say Tosca 1.3 will be in the work at some point and there will be a desire to have a tool to play with it and play with the ideas while they're in development. So it's it's very easy to to write a new DSL parser for, for ARIA. It's designed uh, it's an orchestrator, but it's designed as an SDK a platforms. Uh, a basic set of building blocks around Tosca that you can build Tosca-based products. So even though it's designed to be complete, you can download it right now and start deploying things to the cloud. Uh, it can also be used as a basis for building Tosca IDEs, uh, graphical composers, uh, analytics tools, because you have the parser built in, you have a modeling system built in, you have the orchestrator built in, but these are components that are, um, uh, it's up to you if you want to use all of them or not. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a very rich set of components, which is important, you know, for its usability and expandability and applicability, which is cool. Right. And uh, part of this has already been used. Uh, um, Aria was a component of uh, OpenO. Uh, OpenO was a, a Linux Foundation project uh, to create uh, an NFV uh, orchestrator. Um, and uh, ARIA was an important part of that uh, project. And OpenO has since then has, has folded into a new project called uh, ONAP, O-N-A-P. 
and uh, and it's already playing a role there. So that hasn't been released yet, but Aria is definitely uh, part of that project. Um, yeah, it's definitely being used for yeah for the for the modeling and and maybe the orchestration component there as well. Yeah. So that's actually a good segue into the second. Uh, part of Aria Tosca, which is the orchestration component, right? It's not just a compiler for the Tosca language. Um, it's a service orchestrator, right? Right. I, I would say that Aria has a, a four main components. Uh, one of them is the parser. So it does the syntax and grammar of this YAML-based object-oriented language, which is quite complex, actually. So there's quite a lot of code that takes uh, that your YAML description of the topology and it validates it for you. So it will give you error messages for if you're doing wrong kinds of uh, object-oriented inheritance, overriding, et cetera. There's yep. a lot of effort has been done there to make sure that um, you, will, you will not be able to input a bad topology. That is, the topology will have to follow the very strict rules. Um, once that, that's done with, we have uh, what's called the um, um, uh, modeling <laughs> uh, component, which uh, which takes all that and turns it into a database, uh, a really uh, straightforward, uh, norma normal uh, relational SQL database. So, and that contains all of those topological components that we were talking about earlier, right. all the resources. With their properties, with their uh, uh, yep. edges, the relationships between them and, and their properties and attributes, et cetera. Yep. Um, and the API too is designed to be um, somewhat, um, <laughs> um, abstract. So for example, if, if somebody would want to take this modeling component and put it into a NoSQL database, for example, or some proprietary system that's available, it's possible to do that. The API is, uh, is easy to manage. It's worth mentioning here very quickly that the project is written in Python. Uh, mm -hmm. There have been a, a few Java implementations of Tosca, and I'm sure there will be more in other languages, but we specifically chose Python because it's dynamic, very easy to work with, very easy to monkey patch the code <laughs> and uh, runs everywhere. And it's also become somewhat of the, um, I guess, a lingua franca for uh, DevOps <laughs> or one of the primary languages. So, so developers in this field will be, feel kind of comfortable jumping in. Anyway. Cool. Uh, side thing that I forgot, but so the two components I mentioned so far, the parser, the modeling. Third is what we call the topology engine. Um, so one of the interesting things about a Tosca, it describes a template. It doesn't really describe a running service. It describes a template from which you can create lots and lots of services. And, each and those templates get filled in later by whatever. <laughs> exactly. That later is what I'm talking about, this topology uh, engine. So yep. what ARIA does, the topology engine takes your template and turns it into actual Real, uh, real cloud topology. So it is the part that would, uh, for example, if you have a node template, suddenly you have a node instance there. Um, and in our modeling uh, component, we really divide the two. So the modeling component can model templates, but it can also model actual real services. And uh, the scale is like, you know, we're talking about cloud scale here. <laughs> a single uh, service template can easily become thousands of, of actually running instances. Of actual instances, yep. Right, right. Yeah, so, and there's, there's deployments of, of this already. Um, I mean, it's worth saying that uh, the ARIA engine itself is, is consumed by, you know, products like, like Cloudify, for example, which have deployments that, um, you know, are on that scale, you know, that are, that are, you know, public knowledge of that. So it's, 
it's actually a, a you know I looked at this project when I was uh, thinking of joining and I thought well this is this is pretty mature already for something that hasn't been around for that long um, you know I guess that's a testament to to you all who worked on this beforehand right right well you know how how long in, in this in this field is kind of interesting uh, cloudify first came out in five years ago in, in 2012 so it's five years long in the DevOps world, that's a long time. That's a very mature product. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I, I that's like to joke. <laughs> I like to joke that in DevOps, you never use a tool that's that uh, doesn't have the zero point version prefix. All the tools in DevOps are always zero point three, beta, alpha, and they're yeah. already used in the field because by the time it gets close enough to a one point zero, you're already moving to next to the next right. path. So none of these products ever really mature. But Cloudify has matured. It's currently. Yeah. Going to come out with version 4.2, and 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 really, we should say also that when Aria started, it, the seed code for Aria came out of Cloudify. Hmm. Cloudify is also yep. an Apache licensed project, um, so it's open source, community based, etc. But with with Aria, uh, what Cloudify did is it took it took that Python kind of core code, removed all the hmm. bells and whistles, and and went to something really simple, straightforward, and donated that to the Apache Software Foundation. So that became the seed code for Aria and where it is right now. So Aria is new, but it's also some of that code is five years old and, and has already been tried and tested in the wild. So but that, that kind of lends to its stability, which is cool. And I think that's why other projects like ONAP are looking at potentially using it as the service orchestrator base again, you know, because it's, it's simple, it's straightforward, it's easy to hack around um, and it works. Yeah, it's been proven to work. So we're not. Work, so yeah. we're not making this up. <laughs> that is correct. Honest, I mean, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, and and we we have proof. We have some really nice examples running. For example, uh, we uh, Aria comes with a, uh, a a service template for the Clearwater IMS. Clearwater is an open source uh, GPL. Um, uh, IMS is an internet uh, multimedia server. I think. And it is a complete v VOIP solution that's actually really used by operators. I mean, it's real, it's not, it's not a toy. And you can use ARIA to take that YAML service template and within two minutes you have a cloud a running version of this that you can actually deploy and connect real users to. And there are plugins for all of the, the kind of popular cloud services, right? Azure. Um, well, we're working on it, I mean, this is- Aria is still, uh, despite, uh, you know, it works, but it's still young and there's still a lot of work to do. And in and, and, and the coming podcast, we're going to get into the weeds a little bit more and talk about what Aria can do right now, what it can't do, and what we're working on uh, doing better. Yeah, you mentioned the Clearwater example. That That's a really fantastic one that's very soup to nuts. And, and you know, we'll have to do a recording of that sometime. We will. Yeah, it, it demonstrates some of the uh, kind of abstraction and object-oriented power of Tosca as well. Uh, so I guess I, that leaves me. So I mentioned three different uh, components. So, so the parser, the modeling, and the topology, topology. engine that yep. turns things into instances. And I'll just a quick mention that it, it's it's more sophisticated than just instantiating because Tosca has a kind of, uh, we call it the requirements and capabilities feature where when you create the topology, you can, you, can, you can connect nodes directly to each other, but you can also abstract that a bit and use this language of requirements where you say, oh, this node needs a virtual machine with these 
this RAM, this capacity, this kind of uh, uh, special hardware features. And the topology engine can then actually find a node for it and connect it for you. So it, it gives authors a way to, um, to be less explicit about the topology they want and put more in terms of these are my requirements, please fulfill them for me. I've actually thought of that um, as, uh, you know, what, what's kind of in vogue these days is intent-based, you know, networking and stuff. And I mean, that's, that's basically the same thing, right? It's, it's saying, I want these things. Can they be provided for me by the underlying system? And if they're there, you get them. If not, you know, before you start, you know, deploy, deploy, and it breaks, right? And, it, and I think it's a, it's a, it's an important feature when you when you look at like one of the one of the reasons why you would use this right which is that you know which versus like going directly to the native apis for the cloud services and just saying make me a thing well maybe it can make you the thing right um, well, I, so i, I would say <laughs> let just to uh, for our listeners temper if you don't know about how this works yet temper your enthusiasm a little bit i think uh, tosca has still a way to go in terms of defining what I call the provisioning phase. Um, currently requirements and capabilities and this whole topology engine is design phase. Um, so when you turn a service template into an instance, you're not actually talking to the cloud and seeing which capabilities are there. You're not provisioning. You do have to define kind of your pool of nodes that you already there, at least in Tosca right now. But maybe we'll do a podcast in the future and I'll talk about some ideas on how to expand this to something more live. Uh, you know, looking towards Tosca 2.0. I have a bunch of ideas. But anyway, let me just finish like for our podcast for today, one final component. So yep. parser, modeling, topology engine, and the fourth one would be the, uh, the actual orchestrator. And what the orchestrator does is run workflows. Uh, workflows are defined in uh, Tosca 1.1 right now. We're refining them more for Tosca 1.2, but the, the kind of workflows are things like install, Right, take the service template, install it into the cloud, or uninstall, <laughs> remove it all. Uh, but it gets more interesting when you do custom workflows, for example, uh, scaling. A, let's say you have a certain situation right now, you want to move the nodes around, add a load balancer, configure the load balancer to your other nodes, etc. Um, add databases. Uh, you can have uh, healing, for example, if you have a database that's uh, failing, you might have a workflow that would be able to start a new database, replicate it, uh, do a switch in the load balancer, put the software on maintenance mode. I mean, we know from cloud orchestration that these workflows can be, get really, really complex, the kind of stuff you want to do with your nodes and custom nodes, et cetera. So you need, you need a platform, an orchestrator that can actually do that, that you can define these workflows well and have them actually work. Um, so we're, we're quite proud of the work in our orchestrator. It's really designed around these custom workflows that you can break them up into little tasks and you can run them in parallel and serial. And there's a, a very robust logging mechanism behind this because you have to make sure because if workflows fail and you need to yeah, you're not them, you know what's going on. So, um, mm -hmm. so we created a, a kind of rich API for doing this. Um, uh, Part of the goal was to make it as easy as possible for implementers to create these workflows. So in many cases, all you need to do is write some bash scripts or uh, that would do your, like the little glue specialized stuff that you need to integrate it into your product. But 
Aria, the orchestrator, will do all the rest and make sure that um, the right task is right, run at the right time on the right node. Uh, uh, so the sequencing and ordering is, is important. Yes, yes. And, and, and internally, we use a, a, a kind of a, a graphing library written in Python called NetworkX to kind of um, uh, create that kind of task graph and make sure that um, it's running in the correct order according to the relationships of the topology, et cetera. So, so that, those are the four components of ARIA and they can be used. It's, it's pretty modular. They can use, they're all optional. You can use one and not the other. We open the future to make it even more modular and also to make it easier for people to create their own modules. So right. ARIA also has an extension system that makes it easy to write some Python code and, and enhance ARIA as it stands. So, yeah, and I think that's important, right? These four components work together, but they can, you know, you don't have to use all of them. So if you want to just use this as a compiler, you can. Absolutely. You, know, you don't need all of the other accoutrement if you're not orchestrating. If you're, you know, doing design phase stuff, for example, um, and you, you want a powerful tool that can just help you do that, this is the thing. Sure. My, my dream is to have a, a Tosca IDE that's uh, validating while you type and everything. And Yep. And ARIA can do that. ARIA, you can use that part of it to do the parsing and validation behind the screens and get a really nice UI representation of errors. Um, and, and also, you know, the, you talked about the, the, the parser itself. Uh, in the OpenO project, uh, really, they were using ARIA as a, a microservice to, um, to parse Tosca and create uh, the topologies from it. So they were using the topology engine as well. But OpenO had its own orchestrators, uh, custom built for OpenO. So ARIA was not, you know, no, there was no specific that. need, right? Yeah. So, so, but that was very easy to do, to use ARIA for the parsing module, the topology module, and have the already existing orchestrator uh, work. And that's, uh, in fact, how people are considering it today. There's a design phase sort of version of it that's being used for the design, and then another one is considered for the SO piece, the service orchestrator. Right. And that's that's cool. I mean, you don't need one giant monolithic thing here uh, if you don't want it. That's it's true. Yeah. Giant monolithic is not even the way to describe this thing. Right. It's uh, not very big. I it's mean, not very big. It's <laughs> it's remarkably small for what it does. Yeah, that is true. And and it is very complete. Uh, the goal is always yes. You don't have to use all of it, but you can download it and orchestrate uh, your OpenStack, AWS, uh, VMware clouds right now so it is complete um and yeah I, I don't know if how are we doing with time oh we're doing fine yeah i just wanted to ask you know a couple more things so where where are we going you know with the project right now it's worth mentioning the the uh, <laughs> the the pending dot two release and then you know where we're where we're headed with the 1.0 release at some point Right. So, um, so our, our main goal right now, we're an incubator project in uh, the Apache Software Foundation. And uh, uh, we're kind of working on two goals at the same time, to graduate from incubation and become a top-level project in Apache. Uh, you know, projects like Hadoop are there and some very big and impressive projects. Um, and um, second is to release internally, have a 1.0 release of ARIA. Um, and uh, we've created uh, goals. A, a lot of what the work that you're doing is actually really defining and narrowing down kind of a, a roadmap for us to be clear what's going to be in 1.0 and what's not. Uh, 
I think our general sense is that we want 1.0 to be feature complete with Tosca. Currently, we are missing some important components such as uh, service composition and a few uh, smaller things, uh, artifact management, et cetera. And so, those, are, uh, those are on the on the backlog. Yeah, they're on the backlog, but yeah. We're here um, seeking additional help. <laughs> right, so, so here's one of the reasons we really want to do these podcasts is um, we want to get community involvement and get more contributions and committers uh, part of our uh, part of the requirements for the Apache Software Foundations uh, for graduating out of uh, the incubation is to have uh, uh, committers who represent uh, diverse business interests. Diverse business interests, right? Multiple so at least three companies, uh, people employed by three different companies, at least ha have to become committers for the project to be um, ready to be voted out of incubation and to become a top level project. So. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Um, there's a lot of interest. Uh, our mailing lists are, are full of questions coming from uh, various parts of the industry. And, um, but we were really hoping that people will take the next step and actually start uh, contributing code, uh, helping us fix things. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to be as open as possible. We're on Slack uh, and there's, we're there almost 24 seven. Just Slack, email. Email is, installation. This stuff right. is, you know, it's all normal, modern software engineering and delivery. Yes. Type mechanisms. Except nothing. Even nothing. friendlier. Even, even friendlier. friendlier. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're nice. I hope people can see in this podcast that we're uh, we don't bite. And um, if you yeah. want to come in and help contribute, we will do what we can to help you get on board. Um, and um, in fact, we are working right now. A couple of us are working on making the project friendlier and easier anyway for right. people to join and contribute to. So, you know, we're putting our money where our mouth is, so <laughs> yes. to speak. Cool. Well, I think that's all the time we got today. Um, you know, stay tuned. We'll be doing future uh, podcasts on, you know, whatever is uh, interesting and important around Aria Tosca um, at some cadence that we figure out. Um, amongst yep. ourselves here, uh, and again, I you know I think Tal and I want to welcome you to uh, join, you know either as a user or a dev um, uh, on the project, and uh, we're interested in your contributions. So stay tuned and and uh, have a, a good afternoon. Thanks for uh, watching. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time.